Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 3, Episode 8, titled The Terror Within. This is a great episode. Like, it, literally everything about it is freaking awesome. Right off the bat. Immediately, it provides such a satisfying payoff to the slow burn that was this first half of the season. Because we've been talking for so long, for like a week and a half, about how they were continuing to build and build and build in the background. This inevitable conflict, this inevitable clash between... Team Avatar and Team Zaheer, and now we are finally getting the beginnings of that clash. Now we are finally getting the beginnings of that conflict being in being in the forefront. And it's so worth the wait. Even just this little, not even plot-driven, but mostly action-driven episode. It's so so satisfying. It's so worth that seven-episode wait, that seven-episode build-up to this point. Uh, so we get the opening uh, where a couple of things happen. First off, the metal-bending training occurs. Uh, Korra and Bolin are both sparring with uh, the Beifong boys, uh, Su Yin's children, and Korra's actually metal bending, while Bolin is just like, eh, I, I'm gonna metal bend, I swear, I'm gonna metal bend at some point. And just is failing miserably, like, just can't metal bend. And he tries to, like, defend himself to Mako Nasami, like, Oh, metal bending's really difficult. Very few people do it. Like, it, it takes a long time to do it if you do it at all. Like, it's a really hard thing. Like, no one's an expert immediately. Smash cut to Korra. Just completely dominates <laughs> that one Bayfong kid. And is like, woo, metal bending jam. Oh, she's the avatar. It doesn't count. <laughs> like, just Korra... Progressing as a metal bender while Bolin's just getting increasingly frustrated. It's awesome. Uh, and then we immediately go into Opal's farewell dinner. Where everyone's saying kind words like, Oh, Opal's gonna go to the Northern Air Temple and it's gonna be real great. Bolin's sad. Like, oh, Opal's leaving. Meanwhile, Varric is... <laughs> Varric is showing off his new invention. An airbender finder, which is kind of useless because 
you gotta blow air into it to to get it to set off. <laughs> it's so it's such a crap invention. Like Varex had some big ones over his time on this show. Varric's done some pretty great inventions, but that is useless. Like, <laughs> like, if, if you know someone's an airbender and you're like, blow into this so he can know you're an airbender, it's like, no, you can just visualize it. This is useless. This is nothing. Nothing about this is good. Nothing about this works. This is bad. This is a bad invention. What are you doing, Varric? Uh, but then Opal leaves, and then we can now get into the meat of the episode, which is Zaheer's attack on Zhao Fu. And it's awesome! So, like, Korra is shot up with sheer shoe darts. So she's successfully tranquilized. And then Zaheer and his gang are just, like, running off with her. Uh, Bolin notices it because Pabu keeps waking him up. And then what we get is this epic action sequence. This massive frenzy where, like, all of Zhao Fu and the Beifongs and Bolin, Mako, and Asami are all, like, fighting this four-person death squad and it's just absolutely insane it's this orgy of metal and explosions and water and lava and air and it's just it's insane it's really really insane and i love everything about this action sequence like it escalates so much so often to such an insane degree. Like, it starts off as this personal fight uh, between the Zaheer gang and Mako and Bolin. And then, like, all the metal benders get involved, and it's like this flat out war. Uh, that metal prison happens. Like, they form that metal cage, and then. <laughs> and then. Lava Bender just completely destroys that immediately. And now they're just like on this island with this pool of lava surrounding them, with everyone just throwing everything they got. Meanwhile, like most of our heroes are cowering behind a slab of rock <laughs> because it's just gone insane. All of this. While Korra is with them, still knocked out, still not able to do anything. It's so awesome. It's such a great sequence. And of course, uh, the Beifongs do their little drop attack. They come up with that idea to drop in from the top of the dome. Uh, Bolin has to stun Combustion Lady to stop her bending. He does that with some difficulty. It's like, just narrowly does it. Just narrowly stuns Combustion Lady. In a really, really awesome, really, really gratifying character moment. Uh, Lin and Su Yin drop down. They get Korra. They start rising up. Zaheer has this really desperate attempt to try and get her back. 
So he has this aerial battle with the Beifongs, and it's freaking great. It's freaking amazing. And then they're just this massive amounts of air cover, and then they escape. It's so cool. It's such a cool action sequence. It's so amazing. So this is the entirety of the first half. Maybe even the first two-thirds. I don't know. I don't remember the breakdown of percentages. Whatever. It's a lot of the episode. And then the rest of it is the investigation of like, okay, somehow they got into Zaofu. It has to be an inside job. There's no way it's not an inside job. Someone had to know about it. Someone had to guide them through. So now, Iway, the truth seer, the truth seerer, the truth seer, is now conducting all these interrogations of various guards, like, what is your name? Where were you? Do you know anything of Korra's attackers? And it's this great sequence where, like, we're literally doing a police, police, police procedural, I can't talk today, within the Avatar universe. We're literally doing a police procedural within the Avatar universe. And it's great. And it's very well done. So, Iway is doing these interrogations, and then at one point, a guard comes in, and Iway is like, You're lying! And the dude's like, Wait a minute, I didn't do anything, you have to believe me! No, you're lying, because I'm a truth seer, and I can totally tell that you're lying, and everyone trusts me, because I'm a truth seer. You're you're lying. You're a, you're a big fat liar pants. And they find evidence in his apartment, evidence in his home, and it's just like, yep, uh, this guy definitely did it. But then Mako's police instincts come in, and he thinks this is too perfect. Also, this dude's like really young. He's like eighteen, and Zahir's been locked up for like thirteen years, so. How did Zaheer get to him? How is that in any way possible? And then Varric, in this nice little throwback, comes up with the idea like, Hey, um, maybe it is too perfect because Iway's lying. Maybe it's too perfect because it's a setup. It's exactly what I would do. Oh, you mean exactly like what you did to me? Yeah, that worked out great, didn't it? Well, not for you, but for me, it worked out great. <laughs> and by the way, this really does underscore that this is a much better version of that Varric subplot in Season 2, that corporate espionage subplot in Season 2, mainly because they keep it to one episode and don't stretch it out for half a season. Because, you know, that's what we wanted. In a season about spirits. Great job, idiots. But this is a much, much better version of that plotline. Because it knows when it's outstayed its welcome and just Fs off. But they're like, okay, someone's lying. It has to be Iway. He's the only one who can actually keep a secret in this city. So they investigate Iway's home. And they find this uh, secret passage where it's just like, okay, Zaheer has to have come through here. Then Iway comes back immediately. They have this nice little tense moment where Iway's like, 
what are you doing here? And they all have to talk their way out of it, but they fail miserably. And then Ai Wei just escapes immediately. He puts up this metal wall that Korra has to break through, goes into his secret passage, escapes through a collapsed tunnel, or a tunnel that he collapses, I should say, and sets off a bomb. A massive, massive bomb. Huge explosion. So, Iway's definitely the one working with Sahir. There is no doubt about that. Uh, Lin and Su Yin are on board with this immediately. They realize their mistake in accusing that one guard, their mistake in trusting Iway. And then we get our ending of Korra being like, Alright, I'm gonna go after Iway, and if we find Iway, we'll probably find Zaheer. It's gonna be real great, it's gonna be real good. Woo! And then Lin like, no. No, it's too dangerous, you're not doing that. My job is to protect you, I am going to protect you. We are going back to Republic City. And Suyin's like, yeah, Korra, listen to Yit, listen to Lin. Also. Also take this jeep. Take this jeep and, and and find him because you know I actually do want you to find Iway and bring him back and bring him to justice. But listen to Lynn, listen to Lynn. You're not going to find Iway. But really, really, really go and find Iway because like you need to do that and it needs to be done. Uh, Lynn is going way too far in the whole protection thing and is actively uh, impeding what you can do here so like yeah uh, if you could just take this jeep and go find highway that'd be great but listen to lynn so we get our ending Korra's riding naga everyone else is in a jeep they're running off to find highway and then it ends such a good episode such a good episode next episode will be the search for highway and it's gonna be pretty great I can't wait to talk about that. We are getting the payoff. It was a slow burn for good reason, but now we are getting the payoff that we deserve. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 3, Episode 9. Talk to you then.